0: For the Satellite Sisters. Not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation can. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. And today it's just me and my big sister, Julie Dolan, in Dallas, Texas. Hi, Jewel. Hi, Leanne. How are you today? Good, good. We will explain later in the show, but Liz is off to a very special graduation, and Sheila is there too. Uh, So it's just Julie and I, back to the original Tuesday crew. Right. Tuesday
1: night light here. We're going deep on shallow topics, and the good thing is this is a malware-free zone, right, Leanne? Yeah. Here at Satellite Sisters, we don't have any problems with any of that hacking going on. Okay, those other 150 countries—that's that, not our problem. Uh, so malware-free today, Leanne. That's what we did. I, I did take some um, some pro, uh, extra security protocols this morning. <laughs> I actually did delete my Starbucks. App, app from my phone because after last, because week's it was yes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we don't have a Bitcoin account. So even if we were hacked, we would have no way of paying uh, these hackers, right? <laughs> we don't really understand Bitcoin. We've talked about it on the, on the satellite sisters. Um, so we're pretty, we're pretty secure that way. It's now come out this morning that perhaps the North Koreans are suspected as being behind this WannaCry malware. Um, because I guess digitally it looks very similar to some of the other North Korean hacks. But of course, the Satellite Sisters—we have already been hacked by the North Koreans. Yeah. So our blog was hacked five years ago. It was, yeah, after after my trip. Yeah, so we're we're pretty experienced. I I've, I expect at any minute the NSA is going to contact us, Leanne, to help um, with this investigation into the worldwide hacking. Don't you think, Julie? I think your expertise is much much needed in Washington this week <laughs> as our
0: resident Kremlinologist and North Korean expert and now tech savant. So. So really, uh, you, you should just get on a plane to D.C. right now because I'm sure someone could use you. But I was I was interested to see the kid that sort of figured it out in England was 22 years old, like the guy who sort of stopped all the damage. So millennials, we love you. Yes. Don't ever get off those computers. You know, that's right. You help us when our screens go black and then you stop worldwide viruses. We love you millennials. Keep,
1: keep. You know and they, but they have a lot of people they you know they put out you know these you know that you're not supposed to open uh you know go go, go to free links or you know you don't click on banners which are just irresistible when you're on the internet aren't right. they? They're- irresistible and a lot of uh, tech experts are saying don't trust free uh, content if people are offering you free content we want to remind satellite sisters we are free content we are. And you can trust us okay yeah, good point we we are malware free so just keep downloading us keep liking us uh, we appreciate it all
0: good good all right well we do have uh, we do have a full show for you it's a Tuesday And, uh, and yes, as we said, not, we're not, we're going deep on some shallow topics here. Julie, you tried a new service in Dallas. It was a complete (laughs) fail. So we're looking forward to that. (laughs) Okay. Then. Then this is the story really we're going to be following very, very closely. The Pippa Middleton wedding. It's good it's just good, clean fun, isn't it, Joel?
1: Yes, it is, Leon. I mean, this is it brings together all the things that we're really interested in. Royalty, you know, and just more royalty, superficial (laughs) stuff. It's all good, Lian. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Also a controversial story
0: on the front cover of the New York Times magazine this weekend. Both Julie and I read it. It was about open
1: marriages. And So we're going to discuss that. Going to- There's going to be no judgment, but plenty of opinion. Okay. That's what, that's okay. my, that's my approach to this topic, Lynn. I mean, it's, you know, free love. It's a free country. Do whatever you want. But I have opinions about that. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's a good point. That's a good okay. point.
0: Uh, also last week, the New York times or a couple of weeks ago, I saw a story I thought would really uh, be appropriate for satellite sisters. And the headline was healthcare question marks. Daughters know all about it. And it's about the important role that daughters, adult daughters, play in sort of keeping the entire system going in terms of long-term care for family members. And uh, I, we raise the issue because, of course, Julie and I only have sons. So <laughs> we were screwed. So. Uh, no, I know, Leah
1: <laughs> like, a- Rut row. Don't get. I'm it. nice to my daughter in laws <laughs> with the, with the hope that they will step in uh, when it all starts to fall apart. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right.
0: Also, a tribute to grandparents and a warning about avocado toast and your financial future. Uh, which, of course, we like to stay up on all the avocado toast news here at Satellite Sisters. <laughs> but first, Julie, what,
1: what did you try? What was the fail? What, okay. So this week, this week was I just. You know, last year I moved, I downsized, we're empty nesters, we moved to a smaller home. I have moved a great deal. Okay. So it's not like I don't know how to organize and move, but I had one last patch of stuff that I had not unpacked or disposed of or or donated it was in my garage uh, my garage was like a wreck uh and so I knew I had to uh, tackled it and but I kept waiting for a time that my husband and I could do it together because there's a lot of decisions about what you're going to keep and not keep all of that um but it was it's clear that he's never going to be around <laughs> to help me do this <laughs> yeah. so and so I really felt like well, I, I just had to like, I have to get this done. And I thought, well, you know, they have those services, those like, we'll organize you or come and organize, you know, organizers. And sure. I thought, I thought, well, why not? Why not give that a try? So I, I just looked, you know, fired up the Google. I just looked at a bunch of different services and got in t- touch with an organizing service here in Dallas that looked fabulous land. I mean if you go if you went to this website you would just be like wow it had won all kinds of awards and you know it was in the better business bureau they actually have a whole link for like if you want their organizers to come and speak to your groups and stuff like that these were experts and they were like smiling faces on it. And I just thought uh-huh. oh these are the girls these are the girls that are going to help me and my garage and we'll just uh, get it all together. So I um you know I filled out I sent in a, a a contact and they called me right back and they were all excited and they said now well first of all before we begin we're going to send you a link and we would like you to review this link um because this will help you get ready for organizing I was like okay let me get ready to get organized <laughs> Leanne, so, so they sent this link it's about like 10 pages long oh, wow. <laughs> and, okay and it starts with like The homework assignments, okay? I mean, already I'm like, I'm feeling like the biggest failure, the biggest (laughs) slob. I mean, they just, they talk about basic purging, gathering supplies, setting up um, files and their whole thing is they come over and you have to pay, which seems like a lot of money to me, $150 for a consultation. Leon, wow. come Don't you think that seems like a lot? They come and look at all your stuff. I mean, I and and then uh, so. Did you after- apply that towards the fee later on? No, 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 no. Oh, this is just okay. a one time. They come and look oh. at it. And then after the consultation, they give you more homework. This was all written up as part of their process. So you see, I'm already behind on my homework. There's like two giant homework assignments before you've really even, you know, gotten – you haven't organized anything. You haven't thrown a single thing out. You've spent $150, and you're behind on your homework. So I really was starting – to like panic about, you know, about all of this. So I'm, I'm reading on and it said, you know, keep in mind, it's not like reality TV, you know, how on reality TV, they have those organizers come over and, you know, it's, it's in a day. They sort of right. put everything away, and that was in my mind what what needed to go on in my garage. I just like a day of hard work with a couple of people, we could like put everything away, you know. Um, but in big bold letters in this in on this web, website link, they had they had the final uh, the following statement: It took a long time to get disorganized, and it will take time. Effort and determination to change the mindset to get organized. So that's what oh, they're saying. Wow. Oh, I know, Lee, and I was getting, <laughs> I was getting like really nervous and thinking that uh, that I wasn't going to be able to do this. So anyway, I've re- I've read through the link. So I've decided, I've you know done some of the initial homework. Okay, and then then I have to place a call back to them to sort of schedule this you know, I guess, consultation or to see if I have any other, you know, options. Also in this big long link is, you know, bolded and it's highlighted in red is just the cancellation policy, the change of date policy, you know, any kind of charge credit card policy. I guess if you're disorganized and you hire an organizing company to help you organize, you are highly likely to Cancel your appointment at the last minute. Apparently. Or, yeah. Or change the date. Anyway, so I was a little terrified by the time I called this woman. I really was, you know, back on my heels, you know, and I started off, I just started babblingly and I was saying things like, you know, I have my own tubs. I, I have plenty of my yeah, own Yeah, good. That's, I, <laughs> that's
0: important I like, information. No, you
1: know, I, 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 I think that was the first thing I said to this woman, Lauren. I was like, I have my own tubs. Then I said, um, you know, I've moved a lot, so I, I i am i am not completely disorganized, and then the third thing I said is, I'm not a hoarder, you know, well, because, good get that <laughs> right out front, yeah, I, I am not a hoarder, leanne, because they had a big hoarding policy as oh, well shoot. they do work they do work with hoarders and stuff well, long story short, leanne, I like five minutes into the conversation um I, I just like. I do not want these organizers in my house. No matter what it takes, man, I do not <laughs> want this service. Like this too much I, pressure. I, it's too much pressure. Too much homework pressure. Mm. Too much. Too much money to be spending on this, and just I, I, too much judgment. Like you know that even though you know I'm not completely, I'm not completely disorganized. I just I have a little. I have a garage that needs to be dug out. That there's. I don't think. Again, do you see how see how I'm
0: babbling now? You're babbling now. You're ba- you're babbling and you're justifying now. You have some stuff and it got disorganized and
1: no, you don't want to feel bad about that. I know, Leon, but I am not a hoarder, okay? <laughs> okay, okay Joel. That's what I need to know. But <laughs> I managed to disengage from this um because uh, as it turns out this particularly org- particular organizing uh company only works in climate controlled garages, okay, which I don't have.
0: Oh. Okay, so they're not going to go into your hot, unair-conditioned Dallas garage and organize your stuff. for I you. said,
1: "Well, I'll open the door, you know," but <laughs> apparently wow. not.
0: These are fancy organizers.
1: They really I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm out. Sounds so like, I'm like they, they want my to own.
0: organize for people that are already organized.
1: <laughs> yeah. Apparently, that's what they want. They want you have got to have done all your homework there. So. Anyway, so that's uh, so uh, I, I'm just going to go into my garage all by myself, Leanne, and I'm going to put it away. Okay, okay you can <laughs> because, do it Jewel. because that is better than ha- than having to deal with these people. Well, and maybe that's
0: you have your and own maybe tubs.
1: I do have my own tubs, and I'm not a hoarder. Just remember that, and that maybe that's the point that just one phone call to these people will get you organized because you don't <laughs> want them at your house.
0: Well, here's something else that's starting in Dallas, and I What's thought that? of you. Last week, Uber announced that it was going to start um, a flying car rideshare service (laughs) in Dallas in 2020. Come on. Come on. No, this is for reals. No, this is it. Now, now, make no mistake. They don't actually have the vehicles yet or any of the FAA licensing or federal safety regulations, Uh and they haven't really figured out how to fit uh, this whole flying car rideshare service into the complex air traffic control system. But they put it out there. The CEO, the controversial CEO of Uber, uh, Travis Kalanick, announced the, uh, that what – they don't even have the cars, Uber. But they issued like a corporate challenge to people like, okay, if you're working on flying cars, and a lot of companies are, we will give you access to our 55 million monthly active riders in nearly 600 cities if you partner with us. And uh, And so that's it. It's going to be basically – imagine – When people are talking about, imagine sort of like a personal drone slash
1: helicopter. So it would be, (laughs) yeah, electric. I'm just looking out at the sky here in Dallas and just imagining a lot of personal drones slash helicopters circling overhead, dropping people off. Get used to it.
0: 2020, Dallas-Fort Worth area and Dubai, the two cities in the world where they want to test this.
1: So- so do you sort think of... it's going to be like in one like sector that you're going to be able to do these flying drones, uh, flying cars, or is it know, just Joel. all over? This? I don't know. In three years, we're going to have flying cars? Three here? years, flying cars.
0: They're more like personal drones. So okay. that they're going to land, take off and land like a helicopter vertically. Okay? okay. So, and it'll come to your front door, your front porch <laughs> or whatever, land, you get in and then it woo, lifts you up and off you go. <laughs> I mean, I think this is good for you because three, four years from now, maybe, you know, you're really going to want to just get into a flying car. So, I mean, why uh,
1: not? Why? I mean, I'm not that good on the roads, so might as well, might as well try. Right. Um, How much more dangerous
0: could it be, really?
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> a very solid point, Leanne. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. I'm going to be in my garage. So they can pick me up there. Okay.
0: <laughs> That's so Uber Elevate is what it's called. Okay. I can okay. see your husband Uber Elevating to the airport and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> great. Nice sound
1: effects, Lynn. <laughs> yeah, I think it's possible. I mean, you'll do anything not to be in traffic, right? right? Okay. So- good for dallas for being out there for being sort of yeah. uh you know in the forefront of it so yeah. okay I, I, so
0: keep an eye out keep an eye out on it okay it's probably I'm gonna, gonna be that same 22 year old that uh that that
1: <laughs> cracked the malware issue that uh is now the gonna wanna be cry malware yeah yeah okay he's gonna be on it okay yeah sounds good thanks yeah. leon that's all a right. good idea all right <laughs> okay jewel in sanskrit
0: i love that day and night hydrating cream that's a great product you know why because it doesn't have any sunscreen in it and i like uh-huh. that i i like not using the extra ingredients if i don't need sunscreen at night i like it and it's so light and fluffy and oh my gosh you can just keep rubbing it in and rubbing it in and you really look good julie you're into the serums but they have a lot of great products there so you're going to want to go to tula.com forward slash sisters that's T-U-L-A dot com forward slash sisters. Now, if you use our promo code sisters, you're going to get 20% off your first order. And if your order is over $30, you're going to get free shipping. And I want to point you towards what they call their discovery kit. It has four great products in it. Four of the ones that we've been talking about, the moisturizer, some serums, the cleansing cream, and that's a great way to discover the products of Tula. So again, it's tula.com forward slash sisters and promo code sisters for 20% off your first order and free shipping if your order is over $30. All right, Tula, thank you so much for supporting Satellite Sisters. We enjoy these products.
1: Leanne, you know who else I I suspect is probably using Tula products right right now as we're speaking, and that is Pippa Middleton. Do you know this Saturday, it's the big day, it's her wedding, she's getting married to James Matthews. And uh, you brought to my attention an interesting article about Pippa Middleton's Bridal Body Boot Camp. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm actually shocked by this information. Apparently, that she had enrolled in this super Tony. Um, uh, Grace Belgravia Health Club has a strict br- bridal body boot camp that they run that includes where you get a personal trainer, they do skin care, they do leg toning treatments, yoga, Pilates, spinning, cardio, dance, meditation as well as the delivery of specialized meals, and then all kinds of other stuff is available. Botox, peels, fillers, lasers, IV treatments. And so Pippa has, for the last three months, has been in a bridal body boot camp, which is sort of shocking to me because she looks like she is a fantastic right. Right body to begin with. Yeah. Right. I mean, she's a marathoner, you know, she's, she's a cyclist. She's every time you see a picture of her, she's, she's running somewhere or biking somewhere or she's, you know, (laughs) so anyway, but so she's been involved in this and she has been going to a personal trainer five times a week. You know, wow. I, when I read that, Leigh, I don't know, who knows if it's true, but I, <laughs> right. I really Okay, was-
0: let's just start with that. That may be uh-huh. completely false, but yes. if yes. it's true, Julie, then yeah. what?
1: Then, then yeah. how do you I, feel? I just felt really sort of sorry for her. You know, like she's the, she's the sister, you know, she's got the famous sister, the Duchess of Cambridge, okay? And everybody loves Kate. Kate can't do anything wrong. And she looks beautiful. She's got the beautiful kids and she's doing a bang up job, you know, being married to prince william and you know there's pippa you know she's just the sister so do you think that's why she's going five times a week to a personal trainer that seems excessive
0: don't you think well i think she just knows she's going to be photographed for this wedding and that people like us are talking about (laughs) some british girls wedding that we don't even know so i think that is a lot of pressure you know yeah i'm sure you can talk yourself into anything i mean brides here do it you know they might not do it to that extreme or to that cost but you know, people get really nuts about their wedding day. They want to look good on their wedding day. And I understand that. And I'm sure you could be talked into anything. And she has a lot of money. The family has a lot of money. So it's sort of a spare, no expense situation. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe she's just going for
1: yoga and Botox. I don't
0: know. (laughs) I don't know.
1: (laughs) I I don't know either, but I just, I I felt, I felt a little, I, I thought, you know, it's it, I felt sorry for her. that that you know that's hard as a sibling. Yes. Be under, you know, she didn't ask for all of that attention, you know, to for her wedding necessarily. You know, she try looks like she sort of cooperates and behaves and you know and doesn't do anything that would reflect poorly on her sister. That's true. She's yeah. a good so sister. Yes. She is a good sister that way. Um uh so uh but it it does seem intense. So I hope I I, I think she should just eat a little more food and maybe <laughs> only only go maybe two or three times a week to the personal trainer. You know? That's what I think it's no operation sea turtle. That's no. what I would say. Right? No. no I mean, when I said that it had leg toning treatments, again, she's a marathoner. Have yeah. you
0: seen her legs?
1: They're perfect. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, but... we've seen, we've seen the derriere too. And that's yes, perfect that's too. I, I mean, I don't I, think that's, that's dropped that's... substantially with all the running. I think she's still in good shape there. Maybe she should just walk down the aisle backwards. Just do that. <laughs>
1: Okay. Well, we wish her well, and mm-hmm. I, and we will obviously keep talking about it. I mean, there was some, there was a brouhaha earlier this week that it it was uh, revealed that um, Pippa and her uh, spouse-to-be, uh, James Matthews, have asked guests to bring two outfits to the wedding. Did you see that, Leanne? No. They have, well, yes. She too. sounds like a bit of a bridezilla then. Okay. Remember, because well, last
0: week it was like, you can't ring, no, no, no bring, no, no ring. No bring. Yeah. That yeah. Which,
1: which I, uh, I objected to. I'm on Two record. Outfits.
0: Is what is that yeah. about?
1: Well, you have one sort of outfit that you would wear to the church and then they want you to, uh, I guess, uh, you know, jazz it up a little for the reception, but then you have the whole, I, I, you know, I, where are you all, where are you getting changed? It seems like a lot, don't you think?
0: Yes. That is controversial, I think. I don't understand that. Okay. It's, it's, I don't think you should requ- require your guests to do much of anything except show up with good, good. Good humor in their heart. Okay. Yes, I know. All right. Two outfits. Okay. okay. Um, we hope that's not a trend. I, I you know, I, I, so. I know because then people will stop going to weddings because weddings are expensive enough to attend, to go to, to be a part of. If you also have to buy two dresses or rent two dresses from Rent the Runway, you're really, you're going to just going to stop going to weddings altogether. Yeah. I mean, you think of all the weddings your kids have been to, and I know our nieces have been to in, in or gone to a million weddings. They can't afford t- two dresses for every wedding. That's
1: not fair. That's not fair. So, well, there you have it. We'll keep you posted. we are going to be watching. We'll we'll see if Pippa wears two outfits. That's what it suggests to me. Is it going to be broadcast? Do you think? (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Leanne. I don't know. Everything is broadcast these days. That could be it. We're going to see. We
0: were on Facebook Live. If we could figure it out, I'm sure Pippa can.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, Leanne, here's the, uh, the, speaking of weddings and of marriage, uh, there was a big story. Uh, It's now trending at the New York Times as well. This was in the Sunday section of the New York Times. It was their magazine. It was their lead article um, this week. And the topic was on open marriage. Mm -hmm. It had, had, uh, if you have not seen it, it had on the cover of the magazine, it had a husband and wife. And then in one shot, then it had a husband, the husband with his girlfriend in another shot, and then the wife with her boyfriend in in another shot. So, this discussion that we're going to have about open marriage—it's a topic we've never talked about on on Satellite Sisters. Uh, I just, you know, as I stated at the beginning of the podcast, this is not about judgment. Uh, You know, really, it's not. You can you can love the one you're with. uh, People are consenting adults. It's a free country. That's not what we're talking about. But but, I'm I'm curious to hear what you are talking about then. But this doesn't preclude you from having opinions about what open marriage is. And this was an article uh, written. uh, Let me get the name of the author here. I'll find that. That's
0: important because she she inserted herself into the story quite a bit. Yes, she did. Yeah, she was certainly, she was sort of examining her own marriage as she talked to like six or seven couples that were, some were experimenting with open marriage. Some were just starting the journey. I thought what surprised me about some of the couples is they got married after they decided to have an open relationship that they, you know, were regularly dating other people before and after their marriage ceremony. I didn't understand that. There was a lot of <laughs> there was a lot of okay. it conceptually I just didn't get because it seemed to be missing the critical piece of the marriage
1: part. <laughs> right. This, are, this article was written by Susan Diminis, mm-hmm. is her name as well. Yes. Uh, and the, what what she was trying to explore, and she interviewed 50 couples that uh, are involved in some kind of open marriage. And she was calling it the new monogamy, which seems like, uh, uh, like, uh, like a misuse of a term. But the, the, that somehow... <laughs> right. Because it's not monogamy at all. I mean, these people are making... They're having relations with multiple people. That's uh, right. that's what the, that's what the story is. Uh, and she you know, they highlighted several examples. One was a couple of Daniel and Elizabeth. They've been married since 1993. They have two children. OK, we're going to mention that as well. And so along the way, Elizabeth met Joseph. Uh, This was a guy that she just really felt a connection with. They were both battling the same uh, disease at the time, and they had met in like a self-help group. Um, And uh, through that, Elizabeth and Joseph started having a relationship. And it was going so well that Elizabeth wanted to encourage her husband, Daniel, to have a relationship, uh, an outside relationship as well. Uh, That that was how their open marriage sort of got started. And that um, in the article, they talk about the time when Elizabeth thought it would be a good idea or there might be some benefit if her husband, Daniel, actually came and met her boyfriend, Joseph.
0: Yeah, (laughs) this is where things started to get weird for me.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, I, I it wasn't just that the marriage was open that people were off having side relationships. It was, they were having like serious side relationships and intermingling with each other. In one case, one couple moved in with the wife's boyfriend, you know, and then of course, as you mentioned, the children. So yeah, I, I mean, that's just a bunch of people having sex with each other. I didn't
1: really understand where the marriage was, right? (laughs) you know? Or why they didn't, you know, again, why not just break up and not be married? Why, if you would like to date multiple people, if you'd like Mm -hmm. to... You know, have uh, have ongoing sexual relations with multiple people. You know, why why would you stay in a marriage? Uh, But many of those that were interviewed, they said that it seemed to work for them. That they were happier. That they fought less. Uh, I can't believe that this was better for the kids to have. (laughs) That,
0: that was the one scene yeah. in the article that made me very uncomfortable. When the couple, I think it was Daniel and Elizabeth, sat yeah. their children down, who were, yes. you know, like thirteen and fifteen, right. not fully formed adults. It's a very right. confusing time for kids, anyway, and explained that they were going to have boyfriends and girlfriends, and that's just the way it was going to roll. That mommy yeah. and daddy were a little bit different. Yeah. You yes. Know, so I thought that was a conf- that's was confusing.
1: Yes, I think it's it's confusing confusing to us as adults and we're, we're married women and we're, and we're finding this hard. So, you know, think again, during your formative years to think about like, if this, these are the role, your parents are your role models, you know, for, for better or for worse that that that's very confusing. And I don't get the partners. Okay. That's the other part. Okay. These are partners that are entering into relationships with married people. They, everybody seems to, it's, it's not the same as having a mistress where there might be a lot of lying involved, you know, like you're lying to your wife. You may be lying to the mistress about the wife or, you know, about your husband this, apparently all the partners seemed to know that there was a marriage and I was just like, what's up with you people? You know, like why, why are you, why is that an attractive relationship for you to get involved in? You know, uh, I, yeah, I in I,
0: some cases they were long-term like one couple decided to have an open marriage. I think about 10 years into their marriage and the husband immediately just attached himself to another person and they had been quote dating for six years. So he's right. essentially just with two women that, you yes. know, yeah. and, and they, they said like this, you know, the, who the spice had gone out of their marriage. So I, I there was a lot about I just didn't understand, like, where's the marriage in this marriage? The yes. marriage implies that you're moving forward together, you know, and making decisions to people as one. And if you're just sort of moving forward next to each other, it's not really the same thing as a marriage. I, yeah, I didn't I, think so. Yeah. I I'm just, with you. I Go off, felt, do whatever you want with whomever you want.
1: I don't. Yeah. That's, there's no judgment there. There yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, but I also think that they uh, underestimated jealousy, which yeah is, just, like, is was, so primal. I mean, yeah. when you think about it is like one of the first thing, I mean, just think growing up, you're immediately jealous of your siblings, right? right. I mean, if anybody else <laughs> shows up at your house to be your brother and sister you know there's that's a conflict already so the idea that you're you know that your partner would take up with someone else and you're fine with this i i mean i just i that i i had a really hard time believing that the the, you know that these individuals had somehow conquered jealousy you know, because I I just think it's so primal.
0: But remember, it happens with, you know, people everyone admires. Look at Warren Buffett, right? He is still married to his wife. You know, he lives where? In Omaha? Isn't that where he lives? Yeah. Uh, But his wife left like 25 years ago. She moved to San Francisco, established her own life. They never divorced. And in the meantime, he lives with another woman in Omaha who was his wife's best friend. Yeah. I just watched that documentary on HBO and it's all out there. And you know he goes to all sort of formal events with his quote "wife, who he hasn't lived with in 25 years, and in the meantime, you know, there's the girlfriend at home in Omaha making him a nice dinner when he gets home. so it's, so I, I, I think people they many people do it. It's is not as far out of the mainstream,
1: I guess, as you and I are <laughs> (laughs) Well, I I mean, I just, I just, I'm still skeptical about this. I mean, I think that this was an attempt, you know, it's very interesting in the article that many of the couples that were interviewed did not, did not want their real names used or didn't want their last names used because they realized that this is still not, you know, an acceptable relationship and there would be a lot of judgment (laughs) <laughs> right, which they are piling on. Yes, and <laughs> yeah. I, I realized that. I still had the sense that in all of the examples that are presented in this article, that somebody was getting duped. You know that, like that. There's usually one of the partners is much more enthusiastic about this idea of an open marriage than the other partner. Uh, it usually, st- you know, it's not as if they both come up with the idea at the same time. Like, right. hey, let's open up our marriage. Uh, th- it's more. Uh, like one person, you know, sort of wants wants the best of both worlds, just wants to be able to, I guess, stay married for whatever reason, but also have this total side action going on as well uh, and not have any judgment about it and not doesn't doesn't want to lie about it or any of that. So, uh I was curious that, of course, there you know, there's uh, like a bar in Brooklyn, the Poly Cocktails. Did you see that link? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that this was a location that you could go, so that couples could meet uh, other people that were interested in open marriage. Right. So, um, or and many uh, online uh, oh, dating sites as well right. offer this as a service, so that you can do it. So that makes it technology makes it much easier. Um, but I, you know, I'm no expert on marriage, Lee. And uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I I've been, I am experienced at marriage. <laughs> uh, this is like my 39th year. I'm coming up on, <laughs> so I have some experience yeah. in being in marriage. And it just, I just, from that point of view, I don't think this is going to work. I mean, I think if this author goes back and interviews these people ten years from t- now, ten years from right. now. I would I wonder how many of these open marriages are going to you know will still be in that same fo- form. So I did
0: too worry in addition to the jealousy the money. Like yeah. well how is how does how do things get split up and when does common law come into play like if you're married yeah. to someone else but living with someone else for 7 years or there was the one couple that got pregnant and then they brought the third person in and they were all living in the house together, raising the child. I thought, well, where's the custody? Just seemed to me that there could be a lot of legal issues.
1: Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Warren Buffett, he's got, he's got a pile of money so he can sort of paper things over. But for most people where you have limited resources, the fact that you'd be spending money, you know, sort of joint money on your boyfriend or your girlfriend that, that that's it
0: was and let's face it some of it was just weird can you imagine yeah. if your husband came home like oh i have a date tuesday night i can't pick up the kids from little lake and that's what it was, it was yeah just yeah. it was just very foreign to read about that 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 yeah. that, that that would be going on and people would like, think well that's fine yeah go go date
1: so and then the author Susan Diminis she yeah. in fact uh, she talked she's married uh and she talked about attending a conference where a lot of the uh these uh poly poly uh marriages were were going on and she she wrote about it in the in the article how at at the end of the conference she ended up going out to dinner with with a man uh, to continue to talking about uh open marriages uh, and when she phoned home and talked to her husband, she lied about it. Right. Uh, she said that, oh yeah, you know, cause he said, oh, what'd you do for dinner? And she said, oh, well, uh, uh, several of us went out to dinner afterwards when, uh, when that was not the case that she went out to dinner with, uh, with just, you know, a, a individual man who she was having a very interesting conversation with. And yet she didn't, she didn't want to tell her husband about that because she thought it might look strange or he might come to the wrong conclusion. So, um, so So already she's
0: not even into it. And already there's sort of a weird, weird, weirdness. Yeah. But what was the term they used Julie for, um, that what they were all really seeking was the, like a new relationship feeling or new relationship emotion. Like that was kind of the high that they were all looking for. So as opposed to the same old, same old (laughs) that you get with marriage, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's great, isn't it? Um, that, uh, you know, they just wanted, they were all kind of seeking that they called it NRE or something. They actually had an acronym for it. That's, that's what they were seeking. So it wasn't that they wanted sort of weird sex. They wanted the fee. They, they wanted the emotional feeling of like being into someone in the beginning of a relationship. So that, you know, that, that was sort of interesting to me. I don't yeah. know, Julie, I don't <laughs>
1: It's not going to work. That that just says it's not going to work. I don't think open marriages are going to work. I I just uh, (laughs) I think they're just not. I mean, you got enough going on in the marriage, you know, rather than, you know, bringing in outside partners. And and I, I am troubled about you know, again, consult- consenting adults, you know, fine, do whatever you want. But when there are children involved, that seems like they're, you know, there are other implications to your behavior then. So I, I would like agree other, that. Other people are. So it's an interesting article you might want to take a look at, you yeah. want to comment on, you know. Um, so that's yeah, what I thought. Maybe we're like. just
0: fuddy-duddies. I don't think and We so, could don't. be,
1: Leanne. We could be. But I just, I feel <laughs> you're getting duped. If your husband, if your partner comes home and suggests this. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's what I think.
0: Okay. Uh, Speaking of long-term issues, uh, an article from the New York Times about the important role that daughters play in the healthcare system. And it was um, by Ronnie Rabin uh, from last week in the well column there. And um, it was essentially the idea that, you know what? Regardless of what happens with the healthcare system, the most important long-term care plan that most people have are their adult daughters. Like- <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, that's about right, right? That's who's going to take care of you. is yeah. your adult daughter, right? right? They're the ones that are going to step up. They're going to come to town. They're going to they're going to they're going to move in, or they're going to ha- let you move in with them. Okay, it's the daughters, right? Right.
0: Last week there was an article in the Journal of American, JAMA, that Journal of American Medical Association, the Neurology. And it highlighted what they said was a looming crisis for women and their employers because the growing ranks of dementia patients will end up relying on family members, typically daughters, for their care. And one of the authors of the study quoted as saying, the best long-term care insurance in our country is a conscientious daughter. So we don't, I know. And uh we don't have those,
1: Julie. <laughs> okay. No. I have very nice daughter in laws yeah. that I hope will open their hearts to me when I when it when it, when the wheels come off. That's what I hope. So, uh, yeah. Well, it's
0: particularly true of Alzheimer's caregiving. So yeah. Uh, yeah. so it's a double whammy for us because we have Alzheimer's in our family and we only have sons. So uh, we're really in trouble. But it's kind of a big deal when you think about your employers, too. Like we have... You know, very limited family care leave now, and it, we all know it takes more than six weeks to care for someone for, for Alzheimer's. Yes, and uh, and then you know, women are getting hit at both ends of the spectrum with taking care of everything at home and then taking care of their parents. And right. even as the chores at home even out, uh, studies indicate even as you know maybe even in a household where chores at home are fifty fifty between the man and the wife, it is the wife, the daughter the adult daughter that does typically most of the caregiving for a yeah. sick family member, even if it's your mother-in-law.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Uh, according to- Which stories. is, I'm sure they do good caregiving. And I, and I think uh, women or anyone that has adult daughters would welcome the care of their adult daughters. I'm sure they do, they're going to do a, a wonderful job. Even though it's a burden, uh, that's, they're really good at it too. Yeah. You now Then you're getting loving care you know, which is nice. Yeah.
0: But they're also, you know,
1: they're the, the it's, it's nice for the sick patient,
0: but the daughters are seven times more likely to cut down their work from full-time to part-time. So that has a ripple of economic effects for, you know, the adult children and the family. And they're more likely to take a leave of absence from work to lose employment benefits because they cut back on their hours or just to be straight up forced to quit. So, uh, and a significant percentage of them report that they were penalized at work because of caregiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, but this is just one of those (laughs) things that, that's the expectation is that the adult daughter will, will take care of mom and dad and it is lovely, it is nice, but it's. You know, when but 70- there
1: should they should be there should be a, 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 you know a safety net compensation so that that can happen uh, you know because that's the uh, it, to me if if you have a family member that can help you you know uh, we need to do more in this area so that the, the caregivers are supported. Exactly. Exactly. Totally. Exactly. You. totally-
0: exactly. And you and I personally need to get long term yeah. care insurance
1: because <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah.
0: because yeah.
1: Well, Leon, you're the younger sister, so oh, you can step in and take care of me. How about that? <laughs> wait, then because I gonna... suspect I'm going to go first. I'm going to go bad first. So, so you'll still be there. You'll be able able bodied and and you understand my plight. So, okay. Okay. and I'll leave something in my will. So, uh, all right, so that's we'll fair deal. Back. Okay, and I'll so, take that. Maybe we can work a work a deal, a side deal, sister. Okay? I want your
0: collection of tubs. What's ever in the tubs in the garage? I want that.
1: Oh uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Well, here's another, here's a number for you, Leanne, 70 million. And you know what that is? No. That is the number of baby boomers that are going to be grandparents uh, in the next de- decade. 70 million. Wow. How about that? isn't that it there was a wonderful story um by leslie stall has a uh, you know her as the correspondent for cbs 60 minutes and she's the author of the book becoming grandma the joys and and science of the new grandparents and she wrote a lovely op-ed piece about grandbabies the great reward and that do you realize that each week, 27,000 new grandparents in the United States, okay? We have this That's big what it looks pro- like
0: from my Facebook feed, so I, <laughs> yeah, so I that, don't believe that.
1: So this, all the baby boomers, okay, that over the next 10 years, where they, we are all going to become um, grandparents. And like everything else we've touched, we're going to reinvent yes. grandparents. Okay, that we are the generation that uh, that, you know, was money grubbing. And so guess what? Now we want to spend all that money on our grandchildren. And 64 percent of grandparents are spending more and doing more with their grand uh, grandchildren than even 10 years ago. We're the ones that are out there every day spending money even on on sort of basic needs, baby food, clothes. But then as well, we're going for the big ticket items, the tricycles, the crib, the strollers. You need a piano so the little one can take piano lessons. We're in on it. Need to get those teeth straightened. We're all on board, okay? This is, um, you know, a lot of grandparents admit to just – you know, really being very involved in it to, a, to the point now where there's a growing trend for grandma showers. Have you heard of these, Liam? Oh, Which goodness. I really don't. I don't agree that, with.
0: I that. can't support that. No. I no. cannot support that. <laughs> <laughs> I like your tradition in the south of the sip and The seas. Just and come drink. see
1: the baby and we don't have to exchange any gifts. Yeah. Grandma yeah. showers. That's crazy. Yeah, no, I don't think you need that. But, you know, Leslie Stahl makes the point that this there has been a generational inversion that it used to be that middle age, you know, parents took care of middle age, took care of elderly parents and so on. But now for many, you know, for many of people in our generation, the baby boomers that our, our children don't have the same earning capacity uh, earning horizons that we had and so this idea of giving provide helping them providing support you're seeing a lot more of that going on the other factor that you know is really um, involved here is child care yeah. good child care is outrageously expensive. Yes. And most, you know, a lot of a lot of parents cannot afford it. They can't, right, you know, right. they just they can't do that. So they 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 look for, they encourage their own parents to help with the childcare. And I think this is this is a good thing. I mean they uh, Leslie Stahl writes that one survey of millennial millennials that more than half of their parents said they helped out around the house in a typical week. And the average amount of babysitting that they got from their parents was 24 hours a week. Holy so God. yeah, I know, Leanne, you got to
0: step it up when you're wearing the Nana. Or, Is this, uh, are you doing this in exchange for the Alzheimer's care later in life?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Again, it could be a package. It could be yeah. a package deal. I mean, that so, seems
0: like a fair deal
1: to me. You know, and I think there is, you know, Leslie Saul is right and she admits that for many mothers, you know, we that we were the first generation of working mothers. So we have like as as she writes bales of guilt about not always being there for our own children. So when it comes to our grandchildren, we don't want to miss anything. So, you know, whatever you need, we're, you know, we're up for it. Um, But I think it's, I think it's going to be a good thing, Leanne. I think to have, you know, all these grandparents helping the next generation, I can, I can only see good coming from that, right? Okay. I,
0: I'm going to agree with you on this one, Julie. Sure. If that's what you think. (laughs) I think, I think, uh, you know, everybody... It's a win-win situation. It is a win. No, no, it's, I'm not being cynical. It is a win-win. I, I think it's a lot to have your parents in your house all the time. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I just, okay. I mean, some of the day-to-day logistics might not seem like a win-win. That's all I'm saying. Like, there's could be some overstepping of boundaries. Some, yes.
1: Okay, Leanne. Yes. You know, okay. just, you, uh, you have to rain on our parade, but go ahead. <laughs> Now this is about this is about just unbridled joy and love. It's about you know the grandparents being able to do that and to help out and to help the millennials as as they're making their way in the world. Okay. And if the grandparents keep their mouths shut, right? Then, right. You, then then you get the access to the kids. But
0: uh right. no, I think it's lovely. It's lovely for you all. I'm very very happy. No, it's very nice. It's very nice. I'm, we didn't have, I didn't have grandparents, so I don't have that. I I have a, just a, I feel like there's a void in, in my sort of emotional structure because I, sometimes I don't, I don't know what to do. The expectations of grandparents. By the time I was born, I mean, my, the last grandfather died when I was like three. So I don't have any, I never had grew up with grandparents. Mm -hmm. So, but I can see that it's a very special relationship with you and with our brother, who's a grandparent now and with the other people around me, it looks like a lovely relationship. So that's great. That's good. I think it's good. Um, all right, Julie, one more note about the millennials. Um, they need your help babysitting. And you know what they need to stop doing? According to one Australian real estate investor and millionaire, what? they need to stop buying avocado toast. <laughs> what? What? Okay. Yesterday. This is an article that sort of swept the internet because people are clearly desperate to talk about anything than what's actually happening. Oh, right. So mm. that when I yes. when I saw avocado to- toast trending, I was like Oh God, has Avocado Toast died? What's happened to Avocado avocado toast? <laughs> so uh, it was an article in Forbes magazine by a, a millionaire. And apparently our, you know, our twenty somethings are not the only people spending twenty two dollars for brunch on avocado toast. Apparently it's happening in Australia too. And his point was just like if you didn't buy that toast for twenty bucks every Sunday, maybe you could buy a house sooner.
1: And that, uh, you know, it seems them- harsh. That seems harsh that you have to give up avocado toast for. It uh, seems
0: harsh, but he, I think his point was you could make avocado toast at home. Like there's <laughs> sometimes <laughs> okay. to get okay. something big like a house, you have to give up something small like toast. Right. I mean, we are very pro toast here. You know that. Yes. And we I, started the toast movement. We maybe, did. Right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, we have an avocado tree. So that's just what I did with old avocados was made, put it on toast in the morning. And then it became a $20 brunch food. I have to say, the first time I went out uh, to, like, one of those fancy brunch places, we don't go to brunch much, and I saw that avocado toast was $19. I was like, are you <laughs> kidding me? You uh, uh, should set up a stand on I your know. front lawn, lawn. Just <laughs> I can't believe it. So... His point was that millennials want everything to be fast and convenient. They think they deserve avocado toast and they're just missing the big picture that, you know, three slices of avocado toast a week. Well, that's 60 bucks a week. And if you put that away over the course of five or six years, you may just have a down payment for a house. So, okay. Okay.
1: That sounds sensible, but so so avocado toast is still safe. Uh, You just have to make it at home. You have to make it it at home. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. And apparently, uh, apparently the cost of avocados has really gone bananas all over the world as avocado toast has become this huge thing. Also, you know, avocados are now the new superfood, So You're supposed to put them in everything. Again, I, I, I just, I have a tree in the backyard. <laughs> so I, I guess I didn't know. I should all, first of all, I should just start selling my avocados. I mean, forget you should. it. I could, you should. Speaking of, of wasting uh, some money, but, uh. Anyway, so we're, we're very pro toast, but just consider making it at home. Um, and speaking of millennials and avocado toast, we have two nieces that are both graduating tomorrow from NYU graduate schools. Uh, that's where Liz is. She's at graduation and our sister Sheila is also at graduation. Our niece Ruth is graduating from NYU school, uh, with a master's in cinematic arts. Uh, she's getting her MFA and our niece Catherine is becoming a dietitian, a registered dietitian. And I'm sure she has a fancy title too. But and she
1: might she might have an opinion on avocado toast. Too. I know she
0: loves it because she's texted me about what to put on it. So don't worry. She loves it. She's pro avocado toast, but I bet she makes it at home. Uh, but they are graduating all, they, they happen to be graduating together because they both went to NYU. And the big NYU graduate school graduation happens in Yankee Stadium. So that's where they are going to be tomorrow, in Yankee Stadium, graduating. And then they do their separate department graduations. But how cool is that? So uh, Aunt Liz and Sheila are there to watch their daughters and nieces graduate. So congratulations to Catherine and Ruth. They both worked really hard, made some sacrifices you know, Catherine took a totally different path. She was in advertising and then decided, you know what, she'd always really, she'd started in college as kind of a science major, interested in kind of community farming and nutrition, and then took a left turn with her career. And, and Ruth has uh, done an amazing job and won all kinds of awards at NYU. And uh, so we wish them all the best for graduation and beyond. That's exciting for them. That is, congratulations, graduates. Yes, yes. And then... um, Congratulations to Liz and Sheila for surviving the LAX
1: terminal move. I know it's been a national news story. That is a big national story. Yeah. I mean that that all the all the gates were switching locations, yeah. which seemed like that would be very confusing for the planes, for the crews, for the, you know, the gate agents and certainly for the passengers. How how is it going out there? Well,
0: I, I, I assume Sheila made it. I didn't hear she was there day one of the gate switch. I'm not even sure she was aware of it because she didn't mention (laughs) it in any of her pre-travel text. but Liz texted me this morning because they were saying to passengers get there three hours early, three hours early. So Liz had like an 8am flight. So she got there at five. She said she was at the gate at 512. She's like, totally suckered. (laughs) And we discussed it yesterday. I was like, Liz, you're an expert traveler. Like that three hour warning is for people who, you know them, you know, it's the people who are trying to wear their belt through the security. Like it's not for you. (laughs) But she said, I can't, she couldn't stand it. She went three hours early. She was at the gate in 12 minutes. So okay. Okay. anyway, they made it. They made it. Uh, Julie, you have any plans for the rest of the week besides I yes. know you're... The garage. I'm oh, the, gar- oh the garage. That's it. Oh, you're on it. I, you're doing it. I
1: am not a hoarder, Leanne. Just remember that. If you know nothing else about me, <laughs> I am not a hoarder. <laughs>
0: All right, I'm I'm hosting that uh that luncheon for women in media this week oh, on yes. Thursday. So I'll fill you all in on what we covered next week. Very excited, talking to some leading female executives from radio, TV, and film. Looking forward to that. And uh, that's pretty much it. Just, <laughs> just wrapping that up. We would like to thank um, we would like to thank Tula for supporting Satellite Sisters. If you want to go check out their wonderful products, use our special URL tula.com forward slash sisters that's t-u-l-a.com forward slash sisters and use the promo code sisters at checkout for 20 percent off your purchase thanks tula all right, Jewel, have a fantastic time uh this you too, week Hi, uh, uh,
1: call me, whatever your name is Did so i just call everyone. you liz
0: you did I'm sorry, you call about me that. Liz. okay lian <laughs> have a wonderful week thanks and don't forget call your satellite sister and call her liz <laughs> <laughs>